0: podcast is part of the sports social podcast network
1: welcome once again to the match day edition of the leads that podcast i'm paul and i'm joined by matt andy and james and we're here to discuss our away fixture with millwall at the den uh James, what's the head-to-head record?
2: No idea, mate. It's not loading. I'm struggling with my internet. Well, where are you, James? Talk to us. Well, I'm in the middle of Cornwall somewhere. Somewhere near Bodmin, I believe. Have you seen any beasts? Not yet.
3: How close are you to Sharon? Uh, Not very. I hope Neil doesn't find out. (laughs) Well,
1: I'll tell you then. It's the first team that we've played this season, I think, that we've got a poorer record against. Uh, We've won 16, drawn five, but lost 17 against Millwall.
3: Mm. That is sick. Like Youth of the Day sick, or like tragically sick, like poorly sick? bit of both, actually.
2: How have we lost that many? It's crazy.
1: The records go back to 1931, so uh, they've been tonking us for a fair few years. Yeah, but I bet most of those defeats have come at the den in the last 15 years. Yeah, we've got a pretty poor recent record.
0: I, I've got a feeling we've only won once there since 2004. Did Andy Hughes score? I think so. I think it was three-one, and I think I didn't go. I don't think I don't think I've ever seen us win at the Den. Always time to uh, break
1: those kind of little records.
3: Do you remember uh, first game at season under Chilino, Matthew, where we went and I got the supporters bus and got left at the service station <laughs> yeah that's a classic that's a classic story it's a Leeds that moment if there ever was one was not it perfect Leeds that moment all excited because some fella called Belushi was playing why did you get left Andy? they said we had 20 minutes in the services and uh they must have left after 19 I had to uh I had to call in call in a favour from a friend who came and collected me but I did get a foot long subway so all was not lost
0: it was a big favour that as well. It was a big favour. It was, also that wasn't the worst thing that happened that day either, was it?
3: What the the loss to Millwall?
0: One of the one of the worst opening day performances ever.
3: Well, Tommaso Bianchi played, so that was your barometer, wasn't it? As did uh, Nicky Josie. Oh. I'm pretty sure some guy called uh, Gaetano Berardi played, didn't he?
0: Yeah, or, and L- Liam Cooper as well. I think he made his debut, maybe.
3: Or did Berardi make his debut against? Accident Stanley. I don't know, but we've come a long way in five years
1: So Matt's going to be at the game uh, Andy and I are going to uh, Watch it abroad um, James, are you going to manage to, uh, to Catch any of it in the middle of nowhere?
2: I'm doing my best to make plans I've uh, been quizzing the family Or the in-laws as to what we're going to be doing tomorrow I'm, tr- I'm hoping that they're going to make themselves busy Around three o'clock So I can uh, find... Somewhere to watch the game
0: This is your first error James, you don't quiz them, you tell them
2: (laughs) Yeah, you know me I'm I'm a a polite soul But I'll somehow uh, spend a day Trying to manipulate the situation for myself And hope that they never listen to this podcast
1: Well, I've got my fingers crossed for you Thank you very much Well, uh, team news uh, It seems we're reverting to uh, Last season's uh, type, the injury list is growing Cooper's out for six weeks, Shaq's out for a month Forshaw's still out with a mystery injury and we're not sure where Pablo is uh, so I guess the big question is who's going to play in the centre tomorrow what What do you think?
3: Well, He said he's going to play Dallas in centre mid tomorrow, and Chuck ailing at right back
1: well he's also
0: said that he might play um, Roberts and then move yeah. click back a little bit I think that sounds like the more likely of the two but who knows? Pretty hard to second
2: guess, El Loco, isn't it? I would like it if he um, just stayed true to form and brought Roberts on for like five minutes and just took him off and just like made out. It was part of his, his plan.
0: Poor Tyler.
2: I know, I feel, so- I feel sorry for him, but he's got nothing to feel bad about. You could tell it was an error in uh, Bielsa's judgment at the time because I don't think he anticipated West Brom to come out and uh, attack us as much as they did in that game. So it made sense to shore
1: up midfield. With that haircut, he should get subbed off every week, shouldn't he? <laughs> that was one of those Bielsa stories that where he said afterwards, "Oh, it reminds me of a time 15 years ago where I did the same thing. And uh, you know that he'll have lost a lot of sleep over it. But I don't think he's the kind of person to go, oh, I did it wrong the other night, so I should probably play Tyler Roberts. If he thinks he should play Tyler Roberts, he'll play him. If he doesn't think it, it's the right game for him he won't play
0: I realised there's a player that we have stopped talking about Matthias Bogus he was quite uh, involved in our pre-season in our friendlies wasn't he and at some point right at the beginning of the season he was in and around the first team You would have thought with these injuries that he might be getting a chance but nobody's mentioning him
2: yeah that's true I kind of thought he would be um, in and amongst it but he he's not at all really has he I forgot he was a thing till just then
0: yeah exactly but but literally a month ago we were saying, oh, he's he's got a chance to start and he's back up to uh, click. One person
2: we haven't mentioned because obviously he came on the other day is Berardi. So would he start in our back three four
0: whatever it looks like? I hope so. I think he's our best option in there.
3: He's the kind of hard man you need to go play at the den, isn't he? get a couple of uh, early bookings, <laughs> leave us down to ten and struggle for the rest of the game.
1: That sounds. Uh... Utterly dreadful. Millwall have
3: got a bit of
2: aerial threat, but you know you don't have to worry about giraffes when you've got a lion, do
3: you?
0: <laughs> Nice. I don't know where to go from that. Should we just call it
2: quits? I tell you <laughs>
0: if if Berardi does if Barardi does get an early booking, who will be booking in Paul?
2: Oh, nice segue, Matt.
1: Good fair point. It will be James. It'll be James Linnington who hasn't refed us for three years but refed Millwall three times last year and they won them all but there was a lot of yellow cards in those games. He seems to have reigned it back in his fixtures this season but um, has the potential to be card happy. For some reason he's a name that I
0: recognise but if he hasn't refed us for a while I can't think why that would be. Has there been some sort of
1: infamous controversy around him or anything like that? Not that sprung out to my mind, and there were pretty innocuous games that he ref for us. Uh, the last one that he refer for us was a 2-0 defeat against Cardiff, Neil Warnock's Cardiff. So maybe we deserve to win that, and it was massively his fault. Who knows? I'm go- I'll, I'll look it up, and if I, anything comes to light, I'll let you know in the post-match. Good plan. Well, uh, the big news coming out of Millwall on Thursday night was that club legend Neil Harris resigned, um, which threw their preparation, I presume, into disarray. But who knows? And Big Matt Smith uh, was tweeting about him being one of the best people he's worked with in football. So clearly it's come out of the blue to the players. Uh, there's been a lot of talk on their forums about why he left, because he hasn't really said a reason. But have kind of said that it had become a bit stale and that they, they've plateaued. So they're hoping
3: for a progressive appointment. It's hard times when Neil Harris is your club legend, isn't it?
1: Yeah, big time. They're all excited about his autobiography. And if I'm going to say the meanest thing I've said on this podcast as if they can read. <laughs> Let's hope there's an audio version.
2: <laughs> the thing is is they're they're all really upset about Neil Harris leaving, aren't they? But um he's a bit um he's a bit like a, a rat leaving a sinking ship really, isn't
1: he? <laughs> yeah. Well, this is the kind of stuff that we say, and we come back tomorrow after the game, and it's just bites us. Yeah, Ugh. bites
2: us like, like a, a rabid rodent.
0: Yeah, it's the sinking ship part of that analogy uh, isn't really necessary, is it?
1: <laughs> he is a rat, though, and he's horrible. You've got a big book of animal metaphors. I, yeah,
2: I don't it? know what's going on. I, I seem to have gone into the West Country, and all I can think about is, uh, yeah,
0: animals. I think we need to put that in the uh, prize draw. That leads dot com James's big book of animal analogies.
2: I'll do it. So far there's about three or four.
0: <laughs> well and also you've got you've got your new feature tracking wolves as well, which that's, will be coming up later in the,
2: That's in very true actually. How has this happened?
0: <laughs> and oh, and God. tomorrow you're gonna to spend the day looking for the beast of Bodmin <laughs> Moore, so
3: you could also add in a, a lyric sheet for Ailing 2, Matt, that you could nobody,
0: sign. Nobody wants a lyric sheet for Ailing 2. You
3: say
2: that, but I've had so many requests on the Twitter, or we've had so many requests, should I say, asking for uh, lyrics, even though they're in the video. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that's where they should stay as well. <laughs> uh, so despite the fact that um, we probably imagine that this is going to be a tricky fixture, the uh, Millwall lot all think they're going to win. Um, <laughs> of course, of course, they do. The bookies don't agree. They're saying Leeds win seven to ten, draw three to one, and a uh, Millwall win nine to two, long odds. So Millwall fans are all lumping on. They could get decent odds on it. So maybe we should do predictions on on the back of that.
3: Andy, what are you thinking? It's a it's a horrible game, in it Millwall away. As Matt said. I can't remember I've certainly never seen us win there I've been there three or four times at least Um, I think best I've seen is a draw it's just horrible Um, but because I'm not there they're in a bit of turmoil we've got a few players who maybe feel they need to prove a point which I don't agree with Um, I think they're going to win 2-0 I think it'll be hard though I think it'll be horrible Uh,
1: Matt what are you saying? What have you put down in the old paper? Well, Millwall away is my least favourite
0: away day, but not for the reason that everybody thinks it is. Everybody, every every time you mention to somebody you're going to Millwall away, they think that it's uh... naughty. Yeah, they think that, that you're going to be involved in some sort of riot, but it's the most sterile away day on the uh, fixture calendar, um, and it's just it's just a bit dull and boring to be honest. And every time we go there, I think, oh well, maybe this is the last time we'll ever play Millwall. So I'm hoping tomorrow is the last time we'll ever play Millwall at the Den. Uh, I'm hoping that we break a long record of me going to Millwall. I think Andy said he'd been to three or four games and never seen us win. I think I've been to nine or ten and never seen us win. Oh. So, oh, Jesus. So tomorrow's the day. So I've gone for 3-0 Leeds United.
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs> Literally nothing you've just said reads 3-0 Leeds United. <laughs> be good though, wouldn't it? Oh yeah, it'd be great. I'm going to go for 3 uh, 1 leads then. I was thinking 1 1, but you've just sh- given me a big shot of optimism. 3 1 leads. Click's going to score. He's going to wind him up. That's the plan. Um, James, what are you saying and what's uh, Twitter saying tonight?
2: First of all, I think Matt has actually been the closest um, with all the fixtures so far this season. You've been pretty on point, Matt
1: that's why he's the one who writes in the
2: paper <laughs> it's very true um, I'm thinking that we are very much due a, uh, a decent result against them oh god um, oh god but I know it's going to be tough it's going to be tough um, I'm going to say 2-0 no leads so over on Twitter um, it's 82% Think that Leeds are going to win. Uh, 9% think Millwall. Sarah says one all. Uh, Tim has said managers left. Millwall have not one in eight, so uh, we'll probably
1: lose. Leeds, that I guess. Yeah, very much so. So um, I assume James is nervous. Nope.
2: Oh, no. I'm not nervous. Uh, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that we can get a win, hopeful that we can go on a run and uh, hopeful that I can somehow watch the game tomorrow in Bodmin. Andy, what's your word?
3: Resilient. I think we need to show that we're a resilient team tomorrow. Uh, We've got a few changes coming in. We need to show our strength in depth and we need to go to a tricky place and get a result to keep things ticking. So, resilient.
1: Yeah, you took a bit of my word in there. I I was going to use depth as in we're going to have to dig deep tomorrow and uh, show the strength and depth in our squad and that people are are capable to come in and adapt to the system and uh, make the most of it so uh, that's my word and uh, Matt what's yours? My word is farewell because
0: I've started to treat this season as a championship (laughs) farewell tour I'm hoping it's farewell (laughs) to Millwall farewell to the Den we've only lost one game away from home this season so we've got a good chance I think Um, and I suppose it's farewell for now and we'll speak again after the game
3: When you said, uh, farewell, Millwall, farewell, the den. Awful that, wasn't
0: it? It's not over yet.
3: You still think that's the last time we'll have been there?
0: Well, obviously, I don't know, but it's possible. We could easily still get promoted. They could still easily get relegated. We could be two divisions apart this time next year.
3: I bloody hope so. So do I, mate. How are we all feeling, Paul? I'm feeling pretty numbed by that game. For those who don't know, we lost the game 2 1. How's Matt feeling?
1: Two Saturdays, two trips to London, zero points in the back pocket.
0: Leads that. It's quite fitting that you said numbed because I have started to think that going to Millwall's like going to the dentist. The dentist? Exactly. You have to do it from every now and again. And when it's over, you're grateful because it's not happening again for a while. But yeah, that's two Saturdays written off pretty much, isn't it? Nothing to show
1: for him. Was it better this Saturday or last Saturday? We scored this Saturday. That's the only thing.
0: I celebrated a goal today that I didn't last week. It's the only thing that I can think that differentiates them. How's Bodmin, James?
2: Um, Yeah, it's all right. It's a nice part of the world. Um, Yeah, I was pretty good about the football. kind of rushed back, managed to get um, a stream of it and watch it, but it it was just frustrating, wasn't it? I think as soon as, um, in real time, the whole uh, Berardi incident, which is obviously the main talking point, him being sent off, um, it felt like, oh, here we go again. Um, But looking back on it, we were absolutely robbed, weren't we?
0: Yeah, I've not really seen a replay, but in real time, in the ground, it looked like Berardi had a little bit of a nibble, and if he'd have gone down at that point, it could have been a penalty. And then the play went on for a second or two. Then he decided to go down, and at that point, Baradi was nowhere near him.
3: He was nowhere near him for all time.
0: Really, I, I honestly thought it was going to be one of those times where, in the ground, you're absolutely adamant it's not a penalty, and then you get you get out after the game, and everyone's telling you, "Oh, it was d- a definite pen, clear red card." But even if it was a penalty, which it wasn't, it wasn't a red card, was it?
3: No, it's not even a foul. It's a yellow card, and a free kick leads.
0: I think somewhere in the rules it
2: states that um, if you're trying to. Play the ball. It's not a sending off, but the referee's obviously deemed it like a push or a, a kick, not even attempting to go for the ball, which is annoying. And that's why the worst thing is his
3: position couldn't be better. There's an angle looking from behind where you see he's looking directly at what's going on.
0: And that's when you start to question whether he's just whether he's made a mistake or whether he's done it deliberately.
1: Well, when we go up the other end, ten minutes later, and. Harrison has his legs literally swiped out from beneath him,
3: blatantly right in front of him. That's when you say, hang on, this isn't right. Well, I was right that Baradia gets sent off in the first few minutes.
1: Those aren't the kind of predictions you want to be celebrating in the post-match dissection, are they?
3: That sounds like the voice of someone who's got nothing right thus far.
0: (laughs) I would have preferred the 3-0 win that I had predicted. Obviously.
2: What? What is it with us in international breaks? That's the last two now we've gone into.
0: And they just drag, don't they, as well, when we've lost. It's awful. We went through a period where we were rubbish
3: after international breaks and now we're rubbish before them. I'll tell you what, I'm going to look at the positives from today. We played we played well. Their second goal was very sloppy for us to concede. Other than that, we played very, very well to say we had everything going against us.
0: Nothing to show for it, though, have we?
3: No. I'm trying to look for some positives, Matt.
0: There was um, a
2: bit in the first half that I absolutely loved, which was Ben White coming out of the box with the ball. I think he took on about four players, which was unbelievable. That was my favourite bit of the entire game, Um, which probably means he'll be recalled in January, which is great, isn't it? I've got a
0: positive for you, Andy. Oh, yeah, go on. FA Cup permitting, we are not going back to Millwall this season. What about next season? Well, we can but hope. Did anyone predict a loss? I don't think we did, did we? No, which was stupid in hindsight with our uh, record at
1: the den. What is our record at the den, Matt?
0: Yeah, well, I've got to own up to uh, getting quite a lot wrong in the uh, first half of this podcast, so I've uh, gone back and done my homework. Turns out that I have seen us win at the den, but don't remember it. Which is weird, really, because given it's so rare, you would expect to remember it. Andy, you were there with me. (laughs) Obviously, I remember it well. March 2012, 1-0 win, Ross McCormack.
3: Oh, yeah, I do remember that.
0: Two other victories at the uh, at the Den since we first went there in March 2005. We also won uh, with a Ben May own goal in stoppage time in November 2005. Uh, I don't think I was at that game because that would have been carnage if we'd have won a game in the 92nd minute at the Den. Um, no recollection of that. And then April 2008 definitely wasn't at this game. This was the one that Andy Hughes scored in. Before the match, I said that we won it 3-1. We actually won it 2-0 with David Prutton getting the other goal. So at the den, we've played 14, or this is at the new den since 2005. We've played 14, won three, drawn two, and lost nine as of today.
3: That Ross McCormack game we went to was a smash and grab, wasn't it? I remember now. We got there about two minutes before. We had a proper little saunter, didn't we?
0: I think that, I think, no, I think this is the one where we parked at Morrison's. Tesco. The saunter one is the one with the taxi incident. No, that's another one. There's one where me and Andy went. Oh. There's one where me and Andy went down and uh, sauntered.
3: I think we set from Leeds at about two o'clock and kick off was three. <laughs> <laughs> Won't
0: well, far off. We got there for kick off though. Anyway, back to today.
1: What about the referees' record?
0: Well, and also in the pre-match, I said that I recognised James Linnington's name from somewhere, and this is because at the end of last season, I found myself one Sunday afternoon in April watching Wigan versus Norwich. I don't normally Mm. watch other teams, um, but it was in that period where we were desperate for Norwich and Sheffield United to lose every game and Wigan were winning towards uh, up until the 80th minute of that game and then Norwich equalised. But James Linnington was a referee and he did his hamstring uh, towards the end of the game Uh, and he was swapped for the fourth official And a week later, he was supposed to referee our game at Brentford. um, And Keith Stroud stepped in to replace him because he was still injured. And I always wondered whether if James Linnington had been refereeing, whether he would have given the Bamford penalty. But after today, (laughs) we know that he wouldn't. So all is well.
1: Yeah. (laughs) That's a lovely little quirk. So uh, who's everyone's man of the match then? Not Helder Costa
3: decaffeinated some might say
1: no andy i'm i'm
0: i'm not gonna let you have that pun this today why because i think he was worse than decaffeinated today oh what was it i've come up with a few of my own i've got flat white because we were playing in white instead of gray and pink like it like it
1: america no <laughs> yes and crappuccino yeah you can have that it's on the uh, Ofcom regulated list so we're good
3: he was poo on not
1: <laughs> uh, I'm not one to uh, come out and try and make scapegoats or uh, slag off particular players but he was particularly ineffective uh, it looked like everything he was trying wasn't coming off and uh, I wasn't surprised to get him see him getting hauled off at time and when you make substitution at half time and they score after 20 seconds you think fair point that i mean we didn't kick on from there sadly do
0: not
3: like defending does he
0: no he doesn't nah. and the, the more you look at him the more you think he's a bit of a luxury player you can't have a luxury player with 10 men because that's like playing with nine men so I, I think he was right to take him off i, I thought that Bielsa was right to take Costa off at halftime. I think Bielsa's come out afterwards and said that he wished he'd taken Costa off earlier. Um, what I don't think he was right to do was take Calvin Phillips off. He was having a good game and um, we didn't really impose ourselves on the game once Phillips went off. So two weeks in a row, two bad decisions in the substitute space for Bielsa in my book. So who is your man of the match? Ben White. Ben White number five? Ben White number five. Colossus at the back. Had a great game.
3: He was Colossus in attack as well. He's my man of the match too. He's my man of the match three,
2: James. Yeah, easily Ben White. What I like about our team though is that we can have someone that drops from midfield into defence uh, quite effectively, and a defender that pulls into midfield rather effectively as well. Um, it's we're almost um, the perfect ten man team, aren't we? <laughs> Certainly are. So. Uh... Matt, your in and summary of um, Costa of uh, being a luxury, I think, is, is true. Um, there's a gamble on him performing well going forward, um, and at the minute he's not really doing that. But he has very limited defensive play. Um, you know, on, when you get, I know Harrison's obviously like he was frustrating again today, Jack Harrison, because it was that always that final ball. Um, but defensively, he's very, very
0: good. He did get an assist, Harrison.
2: He did, to be fair, but there was moments where there was, you know, it's just his crossing was off, and you think, God, if we had that last final ball, we we were in there. Mm. Um, it was just frustrating.
3: It was interesting that his assist came from the other side, and I was yeah. watching the game with uh, Paul, just saying, "Why don't they swap sides? Ever swap sides? Assist?"
0: We were definitely onto something in that second half because we had ten players on the pitch, pretty much who were in that kind of category of will work hard for ninety minutes. And you mm. wonder whether if we start with 11 of those players Obviously that's going to be unfortunate for people like Costa, <laughs> But if we if we start out trying to be a bit more solid And trying to have 11 players who are going to just run for 90 minutes Then we might be in a better
1: position So I'm wondering, on Tuesday night we were bang on par with Wolves But how were we doing with how Wolves were doing When they weren't promoted
3: how are we doing because you're the teams that got
2: promoted Tracking Wolves, Tracking Wolves So in this segment, Tracking Wolves, we're obviously following our progress game by game against Wolverhampton Wanderers from 2017-2018. Um, after 11 games, they're on 23 points and we sit on 20 points so we're not far behind it is worth saying that in the last five years there has only been there has only been three teams that are on less points than 20
0: at this point what they got promoted yeah automatically promoted oh so we're really cutting it fine
3: we
2: are but the the numbers are just so tight anyway
1: um and there aren't that many teams above us. As in, the team there are teams above us, but they're only two points. We're only two points off top, so it's a tight division this year.
3: No, but what's really bothering me about this league this year is it is there for someone to grab it and just run away with it, and nobody wants it. We need to start grabbing it if we're serious about going up, because your Fulham's and your West Brom's are starting to pick up, and they've got very good squads
2: it's funny though when you do it's been quite interesting looking at these um, you know the past five seasons and who's who has gone up automatically because you look at um, Bournemouth in their season in in uh, fourteen fifteen, and they had such an awful start like really bad a lot of losses and then they just went on a, a, a big run you know they obviously found their form and you know I, I kind of hope that we'll do that you know we'll, we'll find um, a rhythm to win games um, but if not you know on average a team that gets automatically promoted has 8 losses and 10 draws so you know there's a, there's a lot to play for there's a long way to go and you just not got to let games like today get to you really
0: also um, it shows how far we've come because if you go back 18 months we would have chewed somebody's arm off for a playoff place and here we are we're talking about wanting automatic promotion and how gutted we're going to be if we don't get it well
1: What's your final words then?
3: Cheated. I feel we were cheated out of a player today. I think the red card will be rescinded. It should be. But it's not going to have any impact on the result or anything like that. Um, Interestingly, I saw Lee Bowyer commented about this referee last year after Charlton played somebody. And he came out and said he shouldn't be able to do stuff again. I'm going to get in trouble for this, he should get in trouble for his performance, he should not be refereeing, and he's still here now, playing the same old tricks on Leeds United, so I feel cheated.
1: I, I genuinely don't believe that that'll be rescinded, because those kind of things don't happen, because that'd be an admission of uh, that we were robbed, and the, I think it's easier for them to make give those decisions in games where it didn't ultimately influence the outcome, or it wasn't so early it was so early that he had a huge bearing on the game but uh, we'll wait and see Matt what's your word Um, I've gone through quite a few
0: words since the end of the game but I'm going to go with forgotten I think let's just forget that game because we didn't have there were some crucial players missing for sure Hernandez um, obviously Shackleton we kind of forget that we were playing Cooper obviously a really big one We kind of forget that we went into that game quite weak and then immediately down to 10 men. We're at Millwall. I've got a shout out to at Leeds Tim on Twitter who messaged us and said, manager left midweek, not one in eight. Almost certain Leeds will drop points. He got it absolutely right. None of us got it right. We were going to Millwall with an understrength team. They didn't have a manager. It was always going to end this way, I guess. But let's forget it. James, what's your word? Uh, I'm going for break because we're about to hit a break.
2: Um, I think we need a break to try and get some of the players that Matt mentioned back to fitness or closer to fitness. And, um, yeah, I think the break will do us good, put this behind us and go in fresh for our, uh, our centenary match, the next one.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with Upbeat I'm a, I think it's, it- I'm happy to have the break and uh, excited for the batch of games that come after this. I think sometimes you can take a lot of credit in defeat and I think we did do today. Um, Nobody's going to be too despondent because when you can look at it and decisions affected it and you still had a positive performance, then you can take that, move forwards, learn from what you can and uh, be ready for it in, in a couple of weeks' time. Nonsense. It's absolutely rubbish losing. Right, well, that's it for for this week's podcast. Um, We'll be back in a couple of weeks for the Birmingham game. Enjoy your international break. Um, In the meantime, check us out at That and all the usual places. If you haven't already done so, go and enter our prize draw, and uh, we'll speak to you soon.
0: Podcast Network.